This is our second session on the prayer, which is the longest prayer in the book of Acts, from 4, uh, 23, down through verse 30. And we looked at it last time and drew attention to the fact that the first thing that Luke, in assembling the prayer and the people in praying the prayer, wanted to get across to us as they prayed to God is that God is absolutely sovereign. That is, he can do everything that he pleases to do. Nothing can stop him. And then the second thing we're going to see now is that a certain kind of prayer results, namely a prayer for boldness. So those are the two things that it seems to me stand out in this prayer. Father, as we look to see whether this is so, and we test this now by the very words of, of Scripture here, guard us from error, guide us in the truth, and I pray that the, the prayer would be fulfilled in us, that we would be extraordinarily bold while you stretch forth your hand to do signs and wonders in the name of your holy servant, Jesus. I pray this in his name. Amen. So let me review so you can see this very quickly. When they were released, when Peter and John were released from custody, they went to their friends and reported what the chief priests and the elders had said to them. And what they had said to them was, do not teach anymore. Now, they're going to go about obeying God rather than man, but that's what they told them. You're going to be in big trouble, just like Jesus was in big trouble and died if you keep on with this. And when they heard it, they lifted their voices to God and said, Sovereign Lord. And then two relative clauses, one there and one here, to describe the content and meaning of this sovereignty, who made the heaven and the earth and the sea and everything in them, including all the enemies that are raging against God. And secondly, who through the mouth of our father David, your servant, said by the Holy Spirit, why did the Gentiles rage and the people's plot in vain? And I argued, that's the question. And then this is the answer. And the answer is, the kings of the earth set themselves and the rulers were gathered together against the Lord and against his holy against his anointed, because for it's what God predestined to take place. For truly in this city there were gathered together against your holy servant Jesus, whom you anointed. So this is all a fulfillment of Psalm 2 that was just quoted. Both Herod and Pontius Pilate and the Gentiles and the peoples of Israel to do so this is why the kings of the earth set themselves. This is why the Gentiles were raging and peoples, peoples were plotting. This is why they were plotting, why they were raging, because they were doing whatever your hand, O sovereign Lord, and your plan predestined to take place. 
So that's why I said the first point of this prayer for us to learn from as to how to pray is to get very clear in our minds as we pray that we are praying to an absolutely sovereign Lord who governs even the wickedness of a Pontius Pilate, the Gentiles, Herod, the peoples, as they crucify Jesus, which is the worst sin that's ever been perpetrated in the history of the world, and God's hand and God's plan was predestining it. That's massively important as we face opposition that we have this kind of confidence in a sovereign Lord. So what would you pray after you have just established from Psalm 2 that God is the one who has ruled in the very crucifixion of Jesus. What would you pray? And here's what they pray now, verse 29. And now, Lord, look upon their threats. So that's the first thing he prays. Lord, would you look down? And if you just look, you will know. You, you will know what to do. You just look. Just look, O God. Take note of this raging. Look upon their threats as it continues from Jesus to us now. And secondly, so that's the second thing. Number one is look. Second, grant, give, bestow a gift. What gift? That your servants bestow, grant to your servants to continue to speak how to speak your word, how to speak your word with boldness. What kind of boldness? How much boldness? All boldness. So the, the main request that is flowing from confidence in the sovereignty of God is the request for boldness, openness, unhindered, unashamed, strong, confident, clear speaking about the word of God, your word. And what does is, what is all imply? All. I can think of two things. One, all that is needed to accomplish the end. Give it all you've got. Or all that you are designed by God to have. <laughs> if you're in a race and you say, give it all the gas, give it all the gas, you mean all that this car, <laughs> I mean, there are, there are other cars, but all that this car can do. So what, perhaps both of those, all that this car, namely my soul and my body, can, by design of God, possibly experience of boldness or all the boldness we need to accomplish your purposes that's needed. So that's what they're praying for. And here's a third thing. Do it. Do this grant, do this looking and do this granting of, of bold speaking while you stretch out your hand to heal and signs and wonders are performed in the name of your holy servant, Jesus. 
And this healing here is a specification of the signs. You can see that back in 422. Here's the one that was just healed that caused all this trouble. For the man on whom this sign of healing was performed was more than 40 years old. Sign of healing. So when it says here, grant that your hand would heal and signs and wonders would be performed. This, this healing is just a particular specification of the signs and wonders that are intended here. Why does uh, the church pray for signs and wonders and healing to happen while they are speaking with all boldness? Here's a couple of answers. Acts 2.22, men of Israel, hear these words. Jesus of Nazareth, a man attested to you by God with mighty works and wonders and signs that God did through him in the midst of your, in your midst, as you yourselves know. So the function of signs and wonders in the case of Jesus was attestation by God. God is attesting to reality. He's attesting to the word that Jesus was saying and the work that Jesus was doing. They weren't ends in themselves, but they were important as attestations. Here's chapter 14, same thing, only even clearer. They remained for a long time, speaking boldly for the Lord. That's what they were praying for. Who bore witness. So the Lord bore witness to the word that they were boldly speaking. The word of his grace, granting signs and wonders to be done by their hands. So the Lord bore witness granting signs and wonders. So the signs and wonders are the Lord's attestation of the bold speaking of the word. So when we come back to this prayer and we see God grant your servants to speak the word with all boldness while you stretch out your hand to heal and signs and wonders are performed uh, through the name of your holy servant Jesus. That is a prayer for the attestation of the word of God. The signs and wonders are serving the word. And the reason I stress this, <laughs> not only because that's obvious from, the, from these texts, but because in my experience, I've been among those who prioritize signs and wonders exactly the reverse. I've seen them use the, the precious word of God as a mere upfront, superficially treated uh, priming of the pump to get to the firecrackers of signs and wonders which is the reverse. Signs and wonders point to the preciousness of the truth of the Word of God, which alone saves sinners and sanctifies the saints. So don't get it reversed. God does signs and wonders. He does heal people. He does cast out demons. He does uh, keep you from dying when you get a snake bite or lots of other things in the book of Acts that God demonstrated to show that his word, his precious saving word of the gospel is true. And here's the result. When they had prayed, the place in which they had gathered was shaken I assume that is a fulfillment of the prayer for signs and wonders. 
to encourage them. The place was shaken like, a, like an earthquake. And they were all filled with the Holy Spirit. If you trace that out through the book of Acts, the result of being filled with the Holy Spirit repeatedly is this. And they continued to speak. The reason it says continued is because they, they had already spoken boldly early in this chapter. They continue to speak the word of God with boldness. So their prayers were answered in a sign of shaking and a fullness of God's spirit resulting in the word of God being spoken with boldness. So I I conclude again, two things stand out in this prayer. There are more than two, but two stand out. God is absolutely Sovereign. I passed over it perhaps too quickly, but I should have pointed out that when it says here, stretch out your hand, stretch out your hand to heal. Remember that they had already said that your hand and your plan was active in your predestination of the crucifixion of Jesus which means that they're they're aware that the hand of God brings about horrible things like the death of the Son of God for good ends. And his hand throughout the book of Acts ordains painful things for God's people. But here they're saying, and Lord, with all that you do with your hand, oh, use it to heal. Use it to do signs and wonders. Use it to confirm your precious word. So God is absolutely sovereign. That's number one. And number two is pray, therefore. Not first that these threats not result in harm towards God's spokesman. He does want healing for those that they're praying for. But these threats killed Stephen in chapter 7. They don't ask here, Lord, look upon their threats and don't let any of them come true for us. They say, look upon their threats and grant us to speak with boldness. So pray, therefore, for boldness. May God grant us this kind of confidence and its resulting boldness. There is one more thing I want you to see by going back and looking at the basis of all this in Psalm 2. So we will do one more session on this.